Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to 2 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you're ready for what should be an awesome super wild card weekend. Weird, wacky, wild stuff. Freezing cold temperatures in the Midwest. Hey, if you're listening to us anywhere in the, um, well, basically anywhere outside of California, Florida, the southern tip of Texas, you're cold. And even in California, we're cold. We're really soft. It's a beautiful day. Uh, 65 degrees, not a cloud in the sky, not a not an ounce of wind as that front that's, you know, become frigid. And you got the Alberta Clipper coming on down from Canada, meeting with it. Um, we just got cool, crisp, I guess, winter air in Southern California. So we're, we don't really feel bad for you because everybody makes fun of us all the time. Uh, we're coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com. It's the way that tire buying should be. So, uh, welcome in. You know, it looks like Kalen DeBoer is going to be the head coach at Alabama. But you could almost, you could almost set your watch to it that a rather sizable amount of television and radio personalities went to one name when the Alabama job came open. That name is Deion Sanders. And it's really interesting that um, we have, we've, 
we've watched the Dion thing unfold all year. And if you want to backtrack it to when he took the Colorado job last year at this time, last year at this time, I was one of the many who said, what a home run. It'll absolutely work. It absolutely work. It brings li- I had no idea how for at least a month they would own college football. And, and look, we didn't know that TCU was crummy. We thought TCU coming off a national championship game would be able to use the NIL that they had, the money they, they generated and the interest they generated to get another good football team. But when they beat TCU at TCU to start the season, everybody, myself included, impressed, stunned, and it started this kind of out-of-control hype train that took a month before it started to come off the rails. But you've had... TV personality after TV personality say, oh, Deion Sanders. So now Kayla DeBoer gets the job, and he's not a household name unless you know college football. But what he has done is he's taken over two downtrodden programs, right? Fresno State and, um, and Washington, and immediately, immediately turned them around. And so the the only question is going to be like, hey, is location a factor? Because Kalen DeBoer is a head coach, and he's been a head coach in Sioux Falls before. How about that one? Sioux Falls, which we're on in Sioux Falls. I don't know if you guys know. And there's a radio host in Sioux Falls. He has me on a couple times a year. And I've said, like, I want to come up to South Dakota. That'd be my jam. Three-time NAIA champion when he was at Sioux Falls, University of Sioux Falls. Then he's at Fresno State in 2020, came over, and of course, that was the COVID year, and they go three and three, and then nine and three in his second year at Fresno State. And if you remember Fresno State, okay, Fresno was once a really, really proud program, really proud program, goes to Washington, immediately turns that thing around. So this guy has proven himself when he's, and I mean, think about this. His last, well, just his run at Sioux Falls was 67 and 3. 67 and 3. At Washington in two years, 25 and 3. Now, he brought Michael Penix with him, who was his quarterback when he was at Indiana as the offensive coordinator before he left and went to Fresno State. So there was a relationship built there. But still, that's kind of incredibly. Impressive, is it not? And yet, there's still going to be people like, man, Deion Sanders would have been better. So, look, I like the Deion Sanders idea. But where Deion works is a team or a program that needs a jolt, that needs energy, that needs help in recruiting. And you could, here's where I would be with it, okay? It wouldn't be a no for me. And again, I understand that with the news of the day, it likely doesn't matter. But we've gotten into this space where it's a yes, you have to hire this guy or it's a no. And that's not the reality of how things work. The reality to it is that while you have a really, yeah, a big name athletic director in Alabama, the truth becomes that you need the donors to approve of the hire, to be excited about the hire. 
and you're like, well, it's too much power. Like, no, that's not how it works. Okay? How it really works is in order for you to field a football team, okay, you're going to need, you know, you're going to need in the eight to $10 million range for a big time team. You're talking $10 million in order to do that. Yeah, the university can't come up out of pocket based on how it works now. Should it be able to? That's a a different discussion. But again, based upon the rules, in order to do it, in order to have the dudes it takes, because do you need quality coaching? Yes, you do. But you also need players. No one's ever done it without players. And you can't have any players unless you're willing to come off the money. And you can't get the money unless you hire a coach that... People buy into it. Now, would they be into Dion? I'm guessing probably. But whoever the powerful uh, movers and shakers are, and by the way, I'm guessing this was knighted by Nick Saban because Nick Saban talked about them having a head coach in place, hopefully by weeks or weekends end. So I'm sure he was brought in like, who are the guys that you would hire? And they started with Oregon's coach and they went to Washington's coach. But most people thought this is where they were going to end up with. But we've gotten to this place to where it's like Dion, 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 completely dismissing the fact that while early on it was great, the attention they received, the recruits they got, the the Louis luggage or whatever, all that, all that's good. The downside to it is the true downside to it is that, um, you know, he mismanaged the program. Dion has never said, I'm going to out-coach a guy, that I'm going to out-X and O a guy. And, and maybe this is, this is part of what made Nick Saban great. When Nick Saban took the job, okay, there's the old Reese Davis who just did an interview with him. Okay, Reese Davis tells people all the time the story that he was told, which is when he got on the plane uh, after the press conference to, uh, or to go to the press conference, the chancellor was with him, and the chancellor was like, we just got the best coach in America. And Nick Saban stopped him and said, no, you just got the best recruiter in America. So no one's ever done it without players, and that would be a home run for Deion Sanders. But in terms of managing a program, coaching a program, Nick Saban is a master coach, specifically on the defensive side of the football. And that's probably where Kalen DeBoer comes in. So I I just, we lose our minds with several people and several topics and it becomes polarizing. It becomes about race. It becomes about things that aren't really how it works in college or professional athletics. And you could have set your watch to it. I, I know exactly where we're going with this with this argument. I know exactly what's going to happen. And sure enough, so many of the people who you thought would say something about, you know, Kalen, that, that Deion Sanders should get the job were exactly the guys who said Deion Sanders should get the job. I do wonder, though, I mean, it's like one of those deals where you're sitting there going, man, you sure he wants that thing? Now, part of it is you're going to lose Penix. You got to kind of start on over. You lose your best wide receiver. You lose your best running back. You lose all your your talent. You know, now you kind of got to go and redo things. If that becomes the hire, let me start with you, uh, Dan Beyer. Do you like the hire of Kalen DeBoer at Alabama? Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't knock my socks off. 
Um, it just it seems like it's a natural sort of sort of move, and maybe that's the sort of move that you have to make at Alabama. Um, maybe this isn't the time to take a risk on someone uh, coming off of a national championship appearance helps. The other names that dropped out, this helps. So, yeah, I'm fine with it. Um, you don't think they're taking a chance? Well, I I think that I think that when you look at the landscape of college football, I don't know if he would have been option number one for them. But I do think it tells the fan base of saying, hey, we got a guy who just took a team to the national championship. Uh, he's going to come in and have his program. I think if there would have been a more exhaustive search and maybe been a name that we didn't think would be an automatic, I think that that is a risk. Maybe taking a former you know, assistant Although a lot of those assistants ended up getting head coaching jobs, would be a risk. This is a to me is a very safe play. Um, yeah, but he's. He, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's safe. I'm not gonna. I think he's obviously a big time football coach, and for him, I'm sure the thought process is: look what I was able to do at Washington with good resources. Okay, what could I do if I had all the resources of Alabama? Now I, you know, I don't know if it's a smart thing, right? It's Seattle's an incredible city, um, but there's so much unknown. Well, it's an obvious move for him. I mean, is yeah, it? yeah, hundred percent. Why? Yeah, because it's Alabama. It's you get that opportunity. Yeah, I think it's a it's a no brainer. Washington was apparently offering him about nine million dollars. Yeah, um, to to stick around there. Yeah, this is. But 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 is it obvious? I mean, we again. I I understand. Okay, but you're following Nick Saban. You're in the SEC. It's part of the country you've never been in before, never worked in before. It's a different deal down there. And no matter what you do, you're going to be measured against the greatest of all time, and the likelihood that you are able, like you're able to to get there, to get to even that level is not great. Now maybe it's because. He's never lost as a head coach, so he doesn't think he'd ever lose as a head coach at Alabama. I, I get that a healthy ego we all have to have. We have to have this, and it's supported by the numbers. But there is a very realistic thought that you're taking this job to get fired. Yes, you could win a national championship, but you could also be fired shortly after a national championship. That that's happened before. If you're scared, get a dog. That's that's I think the yeah. The but motto are you? Uh, yeah, but are you? And How, when is he going to maximize it? It is he's not going to maximize the Washington gig more than what he's done right now. There's no way this is the even if Washington were to make the 12 team playoff next year, lose and say the second round, you're not coming off of a national championship appearance. And I think you cash those chips in, and I think it. The, the Norvells, the Sarkeesians, those guys not wanting the job, and Norvells getting a contract extension at Florida State. Um, they're basic, They're also choosing them over Dabo, which is, I, I think, an interesting scenario. Maybe one that we wouldn't have seen a couple of years ago, but now maybe makes a little bit more sense. I don't think that there's anybody who follows Saban is going to have to follow Saban. And so you minimize, I think, the risk. It sells your fan base of a guy who just took a team to the national championship game. 
I understand the logistics of of recruiting and maybe even his head coaching experience on a power five level um, of just having the two years uh, at Washington. But yeah, this is this is pretty natural. I think. I think it's. I I agree, but again, that what what has changed in college football is location doesn't matter as much. I'm sure it's a resource thing. Hey, what could I do if I doubled my my football budget, my NIL budget? Everything doubles. Everything is easier. Right? But like I said, you're taking that job to get paid. You're taking that job to go after the brass ring. But you're also taking that job knowing you're going to get fired. This may this may not make sense, but. Alabama's not going to want to hire someone who doesn't want to take that job as well. Yeah. Like if you're afraid to replace Saban, then you're not cut for the job anyway. Um, that just kind of comes with the territory. I don't know. I, I I don't think, and I if I gave off the impression or if that's what people get when I say, you don't have to be, it's not about being afraid to replace Saban. It's just about a healthy respect for that dude was unbelievable for a long time and having just the wherewithal of how it works. Right, how it works, and, and look, it may not matter because now you got four spots in the college football playoff, and you can be, you won't, you cannot be what Alabama was and still get in there and have, and you know, once you get in there, it can be about coaching. Um, who do you think is safe? Like, if you don't think he's safe, who do you think is a safe hire for them? Bill uh, O'Brien. No, I don't think Bill O'Brien's a safe hire. I think a safe hire would be uh, uh, a safe Caleb hire. DeBoer. <laughs> no, no, I, I think it's not safe because I he doesn't have the reputation recruiting wise. Now, look, the recruiting has changed. It's about it's about the portal now. You just don't. It's really hard to win with young players, and young players don't want to stay and don't want to sit. And you got to have, uh, it, but it's it, it's a completely different animal. What would be? I mean, Kirby would be safe. I think Dabo would be safe. Yeah, well, Kirby Smart's not going to leave Georgia. I understand. You, you know, that's. I mean, but I yeah, I, I think Dabo comes with more risk than Kalen DeBoer does. Really? Yes. Yeah, and I th- I think that there's a topic of conversation of. Because I felt for the longest of times, we felt that Dabo was likely the heir apparent. In fact, Correct. when you started this segment, and you said the one name that people threw out there, and you said, duh, and I'm like, yep, Dabo. And then you said Dion. I was like, huh. Because I felt it was Dabo was the name. And now to have what's going on at Clemson, and to have his stuff, and, and his comments about NIL, and to have Alabama two days after Saban announces that he's calling it quits to already have his replacement and Dabo not even apparently getting a sniff of that. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty amazing. Oh, how the mighty have fallen, right? Is yeah. He's won 10 ACC divisional champions, eight ACCs straight up. But of course, you know, uh, hadn't won one, didn't win it this year, uh, won the ACC championship game two years ago. And it's it's been a minute, but he's been unbelievable and he won a national championship and he's you know gotten them to uh the back in the bcs bowls and whatever i mean he's been remarkable so i'm plus he's an alabama alum i am I'm, I'm stunned at how they kind of turned on on him i'm, I'm yeah. really stunned well that's it yeah the alabama connection is why he was you know kind of i don't want to say the heir apparent because we just thought that he would 
probably be next in line whenever Saban yes. wanted to. No, he did. I, I, th- I thought so, too. I thought that would make complete sense. Right. Uh, football fans, be sure to turn in to Fox Sports Radio every Saturday and Sunday morning, three hours before kickoff. Countdown to kickoff presented by BetMGM. They'll walk you right up to kickoff on Saturdays and Sundays, hit on all the key storylines with all the best bets. You can listen to Countdown to kickoff weekend mornings beginning at 9 Eastern on Saturdays or 10 a.m. Eastern on Sundays right here on FoxSportsRadio.com. Uh, look, I just want to wrap up the, D- the Dion talk. It's like it. I understand he's a head coach and they made a huge splash, but we are getting close to that Eric B enemy sort of territory where just throw out the guy's name. I'm like, yeah, I mean, because you mentioned Norvell. I mean, Norvell's the perfect example. All of this Dion coaching stuff comes back to he wanted to be the coach of Florida State. They hired Mark, Mike Norvell instead of him. And so then Dion took a job at Jackson State, coached there for a couple of years, and now has matriculated to Colorado State. But the guy they hired instead of, you know, in, you know instead was Mike Norvell, who quietly went about his business, overturned the roster, and they finished undefeated. It's like weird. Like we can sit here, the same people that will tout Deion Sanders, like look at the energy, look at the turnaround, look at how much we're talking about Colorado. Like, okay, the job he wanted was Florida State. Look at what that guy did. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. 
It's the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Shortly after the show, our podcast is going to be going up. If you missed any of today's show, be sure to check out the podcast. Just search Doug Gottlieb wherever you get podcasts. Be sure to follow, rate, review your podcast, and search Doug Gottlieb wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll see today's show posted right after we get off the air. Um. Let's get to the picks. I want winners. Well, we got them. Five NFL, five college. Five on three. One, two, three. It's five for five with Doug Gottlieb. Let's go, five. All righty. All righty. Let's go, five. Let's pick them up. Now, we don't have five college, so we'll just go five pro in the National Football League, shall we? Okay. There are... Six games, we only need to pick five. Six games, we only need to pick five. Um, Okay, let's start on Saturday. I want to pick them both. Cleveland taking on Houston in the Dome. The line is two points. Cleveland Browns a two-point favorite on the road against the Houston Texans. Joe Flacco, of course, is a great story. So, to is C.J. Stroud. Um, Why don't we just give him the Rookie of the Year award? Really? Uh, I like Cleveland. Yeah, that Cleveland defensive front is still nasty. Uh, I know Denzel Ward got hurt yesterday. We don't know his status. But I like Cleveland to win this game. Flacco's played and won in the playoffs. Not that he's he's really the story. I mean, he's been good. Hey, don't get me wrong. He's been good. I mean, they lose their top two running backs. They lose their quarterback. They've lost a lot, and they, he just stabilized things. But the defense is filthy. Filthy. Uh, I like Cleveland to cover the two-point line, even though they're on the road. Kansas City taking on Miami in the freezing cold. The frozen tundra of, of Kansas City. Um, I, I think Miami's going to be a little competitive here. They're a running team more than a throwing team. They still have Raheem Mostert. They still have Tyreek Hill. And no, to a, a Hawaiian quarterback in you know negative windchill, I don't love it. I don't love, but let's also remember in Kansas City, though they live in it, they don't play in it all that often either. Um, I think this is a low-scoring game, and I like the under. The over/under is 44. I like the under in the game. The under in that game. Now let's go to Sunday's games. Sunday's games. Pittsburgh's taking on Buffalo. The Bills are a nine and a half point favorite. I, I think the B- Bills are really, really good. They're kind of rolling right now, and it's in the snow. I love my guy Mason Rudolph. I love this story. But kind of let's be uh, let's be honest. He's just not been terrible. He's been fine, solid. I, I don't think he's the long term answer for them. They're going to want somebody that feel like makes more plays. And I think Buffalo, this nine-and-a-half-point line is, frankly, too low. I think Buffalo blows them out. I think it's in the 21-3 to sort of variety. So it, it screams at me to take the under, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do Buffalo and the under, okay? Buffalo and the under. Draft, download DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use the code Gottlieb. New customers bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly on bonus bets. Only DraftKings Sportsbook with the code Gottlieb. Right, that's... 
a parlay on this weekend's game brought to you by DraftKings. Green Bay taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Green Bay's defense is not particularly good. This game is being played indoors. And I think the Cowboys, we, they've been, we've been told for a long time that they don't win the playoffs. Cowboys win this one bigly. Even the Cowboys and the seven. And the last game we'll pick is the Eagles taking on the Buccaneers. Uh, Eagles are a mess. They're a mess. And while we sit there and go, they'll figure it out, they'll like, will they? Will they? Uh, I think Tampa's very well coached, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I like Tampa to cover the three. If you can get a three and a hook, even better. It's going to be raining. Remember, the Eagles went from playing with their food to being consumed by their food. I think the mojo's a real thing, and I think they've lost it. Give me the Buccaneers. That's the picks. Five on three. One, two, three. There it is. Five NFL. Let's go, five. Five college. Five for five with Doug Gottlieb. Boom. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's get to the gambler, shall we? Mm-hmm. Nowhere. Went up with the gambler. We were both. Well, good afternoon to you. It's a Friday afternoon. This here's the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. So on Fridays, we all give you one pick you can call your guy by. It's like, man, I see this line, I know. And Chase Duke can tell you, we have a one-hour podcast. By the way, after the show, download the podcast form. You'll get one-hour podcast-only version. Just type in Doug Gottlieb. Uh, download, subscribe, rate, listen to it every day. And if you missed any of this show, it's on there as well. If you listen to that one-hour podcast, you'll know that we make a pick of the day. Jay Stu, of that pick of the day, I've picked four college basketball games so far this week. How many of them have I hit on? I'm going to say it's four for four. Correct. Correct. Ooh, I mean, and, good. And, and I don't say it to brag. Well, maybe a little bit. I say it because I think the hard thing about gambling is there's so like you like do I really want to pick five NFL games like I don't know I've never been a professional but you can kind of over bet over and that hurts your numbers so this is like just one line one bet one thing that pops up to you and we all see the sports landscape differently right okay so let me start with Jay Stu, because Jay Stu does the Jay Stu team parlay, also brought to you by DraftKings. What's your pick of the week? Let's stay right there in college uh, basketball there, Doug. Um, you know, you got to race to the betting window today for this one. Race there, because in, a, in about an hour or so, um, Indiana takes on Minnesota. They're given four. I like to uh, pair the Hoosiers with Villanova. Now, Villanova, uh, anyone who follows college basketball knows Villanova's been running off some national titles over the last 20 years. DePaul, they have not. Uh, they're they're getting 19 and a half, and it's not going to be enough. And just memo to uh, DePaul fans, Terry Cummings is not walking <laughs> through that door tonight. <laughs> Villanova to Indiana, my J's 2 team oh. parlay today. Thank you. Never count. Former sure. Bucks great, Dan. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Dan Byer, what's your pick? <laughs> I uh, I have to admit, I wasn't sure if it was going to be Tommy Kleinschmidt. I didn't know if it was going to be Quentin Richardson. 
I didn't know if it was going to be Dallas Comedies. <laughs> but I am very glad to hear that Terry Cummings will not be walking through that door tonight for DePaul. Comedies? Yes. <laughs> Sounds like some kind of an infection that you oh, can go Dallas Comedies. Great. Uh, yeah, great some name. of the, the DePaul greats of the past. Uh, let's uh, let's lock up with the NFL, Doug. I know you hit these in your five for five. There may be some uh, opposing information. If it's as bad as it's supposed to be in Buffalo, I know the Bills have been good in bad weather, but the Bills really have only been good in certain spots this season. And so with such a low total and such a big spread, I'm just going to take Pittsburgh on this one to cover what is currently nine and a half. Pittsburgh at least has been running the ball well. Maybe that'll be conducive to some of the elements that they're dealing with. And Buffalo was far from perfect on Sunday night against the Dolphins. I don't think that the weather helps them in this case. I'm going to take the Steelers to cover. I still think Buffalo wins the game, but give me Pittsburgh to cover on Sunday afternoon. Mm, That's right okay. in Doug's grill. That's right in your face, Doug. Right in, 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 in the face. In her face. I, look, I do think I, I saw a world that that was. I was torn with that pick because I was sitting there going like, "Man, Pittsburgh's defense is really good," but I don't know. There's no T.J. Watt. Yeah. You know that could could hurt it. them. It could lend to your point. I just, I, I just, I think it's going to be a a simple sort of game. Well, that would be like, look, if you want to design a way for the Bills to win, like just don't lose it. You know, because Josh Allen has lost them games trying to make plays. Almost lost in last week's game, but I don't. Know, I think they'll let him cook. All right, uh, Lorena, what's your pick? Oh, well, you know, my favorite team is playing. My Cowboys giving seven to the Packers, baby. Take all my money and put it down. All of it. You got the Packers? No, that's not what I said the at Cowboys. all. You got the Packers? I said I have the Cowboys. I'm just kidding. I like the Cowboys as well. Like, I, I love the, the, the Jordan Love story. I really do. I think their defense stinks. And... I, he's not terribly experienced, so think, I'm, I'm with you. I think America's team is going to have a Cinderella story this year, and it's going to be beautiful. Cinderella? Yeah. Wow, that, it's an interesting analogy. You get the prince at the end. Lorena went 6-0 yeah. and o last weekend, so don't question anything she says right now. I will never question Lorena if she goes 6-0 and o all the time, right? That's right. I mean, like, was that last weekend? It was, yeah. Huh. And before that was 0-6, and six, so... <laughs> So you know, yeah, it 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 works both ways that way. I I I, I got you. Um, okay, I'm gonna go to college basketball. Uh, I'll give you another pick on the pod, but this one strikes me as pretty easy. Texas is taking on West Virginia. Okay, I gave you um, uh, that Texas Tech. Excuse me, I gave you that West Virginia uh, would lose and wouldn't cover against. Um, Kansas State the other night, that hit. Okay, Texas comes in, and they've been up and down this year. Talented team. They beat Cincinnati by one on the road. Okay, on Tuesday, flew home. Now they're coming back. The thing about West Virginia is it's not really that tough a place to play when West Virginia is just not good. Now, it won't be a great crowd there. Texas a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Take the horns. They'll win. They'll cover. That's the pick. Let's go. And the Neelands, everybody, you got no when to hold them. Way to hold them. No when to fold them. When to fold them. No when to walk away. No when to run. You never count your money. 
When you're, when you're sitting, sitting at the table, table there'll be time to count. When the deal is done. Um, is Kalen DeBoer officially the head coach yet of the, or are they still negotiating? Um, I, the negotiations are over. He's talking to his team probably right now, saying, guys, I'm sorry, but I'm leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then who does Washington hire? Going into the Big Ten, now Washington's got to hire somebody. What, is, what does Alabama look like? You know, I, this, this is something that I always found to be fascinating. I don't know if you saw, Alabama's leading wide receiver wants to be in the portal. Uh, classes have already started at, at Bama, so it's a little tricky. That's one of the reasons I think Saban waited a couple extra days to help the university out. Um, but you still have, you have the 30-day portal window. So it could be tricky, but what, and, and their top wide receiver recruit also decommitted. I've never understood the coach is fired or coach resigned, especially in this case when Nick Saban retires and you immediately say, I'm going to decommit before knowing who the next head coach is like, oh yeah, by the way, if I'm a wide receiver and that guy is going to be my coach, well, heck now I want to stay in. I've never really, now I, I do understand that one of the things that the, truthfully happens in college sports now is a guy renegotiates his deal you know it's like well i was making 300 grand and now new coach you want me to stay i need more money but if it's just about opportunity and system and feel granted some of it's about relationship but if you're like a wide receiver why would you why would you ever leave when you've seen what that guy has done in the passing game at indiana at fresno at washington that's just when you get really bad advice from people. That's just the knee-jerk thing of I want attention. Because it doesn't mean you have to sign there. You're only committed to going there. And I also understand that these guys are showing up for spring. You don't want to show up for, you know, for spring classes yet, for second semester yet. Again, all of this you can do. But the announcement of, hey, I'm putting myself in the portal. Hey, I'm decommitting. When you don't know who the next head coach is. Or you haven't had a discussion with the head coach. That doesn't make any sense to me. None. Zero. Zilch. Zip. Nada. You were um, you were critical at Jalen Milrose, uh, national title performance or yes. a semifinal. Well, yeah, no, it's a national title. Well, he's just um, not a he's just not a very good thrower. Like so, what Saban was able to do with that staff. Tommy Reese came comes from Notre Dame. And when they lost to Texas, they were trying to make him into a traditional quarterback. He was not. And after that, they they changed their system. But the, the, you saw the ceiling right in front of you. I mean, Michigan had a very good defense, but he couldn't throw at all. At so is he, a, is he a DeBoer kind of a quarterback? I, um, well, it's a good question. Now, Penix was – he's a better thrower than Miller was going back to when he was in Indiana. But remember, when he was in Indiana, he's had a couple – he had a knee uh, injury. That's what ended his, his season there, his career there. So he was more of a runner there. Can he make his system work? Yeah. But also, remember, he doesn't own any – like, he doesn't have to keep Milrow. So can he fit his system? Yeah, Penix was more of a runner who evolved as a passer. But I would also guess that there's probably somebody out there in the portal he'd like to have come with him. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. What up with your Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com. We have to get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. We got our five for five. Awesome. All car weekend, plenty of games to choose from. We'll get to that in 20 minutes. Plus, we got the gambler. Everyone wants Lorena's picks. Let's just be honest. She was 6 and 0 two weeks ago picking uh, NFL games. But before we get to that, let's uh, let's talk some football. I I love when we have guys on that have so- the guests that we have on to talk football are substantive, right? Substantive. They provide substance. They not be. They may not be as flashy to some, but when you listen, you're like, man, that guy knows what he's talking about. So I'll give you an example. Randy Mueller joins us. He's a former NFL executive of the year. He was the general manager of the Saints and the Dolphins, and he's the host of the Football GM podcast with The Athletic. Um, Randy, you get a GM job, and the the commanders just hire a GM. He comes over from San Francisco, and he's been in New England. He's been in Denver. He's been in San Fran. Okay, And I've tried to express to people that just like in my line of work, in other people's line of work, you generally want to hire Somebody you know, somebody you worked with before. There's, there's some sort of kind of football family tie connection. How, how accurate is that? That when you go through the list of people you want to talk to, you probably have a guy or two you want to hire, but you're usually drawing from a pool of people you've interacted with on some level before. Well, I probably agree with that, Doug. I think the reasoning, though, is that 
you don't have to take as big of a leap of faith because you kind of know what you're getting. It's not because he's necessarily or she is your buddy or your friend. It's that you know more about them. You know what makes them tick. It doesn't make the others less qualified. It just makes your learning curve with this person to be further down the road, if that makes any sense. Yep. You mentioned Adam. Adam's been everywhere. He's very, very accomplished in what he's done. But still, there's a couple seats up that he gets to move now, which kind of changes everybody's dynamics. Okay, so if you had to guess, which which stop would be the one he draws from to hire his head coach? Well, I think the success and recency bias would take you to San Francisco. They've been picked on a little bit by other franchises, so that may not be it. Um, but I would probably say of the places he's been, that would be a good place to start. Mm-hmm. But I also think that there is such a process now in place instituted by the league that you're going to get to interview a lot of people. You're going to get to gather a lot of information. It's almost impossible unless you have it in a contract like we saw in New England with Jared Mayo where you can make a quick decision because it's been a long lineage and, and, and really planned for for several years. He's not going to have that option. So he's going to have to talk to a lot of people, which I don't think is bad, that's for sure. And he's because he's the first GM hired, he's going to get to jump in ahead of maybe two or three other teams who are looking for a coach as well. Um, okay. Uh, help me out. Do you like what Chicago decided to do, which is clean house in the offensive side of the ball, keep your head coach in the defensive side of the ball? I actually do. I think Matt Eberfus did a really good job in – rectifying what was a porous defense. Plus, he showed that he has the ability to fix things. You know, he went without a running back coach. He had to change defense coordinators. So many of these leadership jobs are about fixing problems that come up, and that's just the way of the world, right? He did that. I think the flushing of the offensive staff, and I've heard a lot of analysts come in and say, well, that means Justin Fields is going to get a fresh start. I think it might mean that everybody, including a new quarterback, gets a fresh start. And for me, the, the and I don't know um, the prior coordinator at all, but my my guess is that they decided to to flush that side of the ball is because they didn't think his scheme would fit well with the quarterback who the GM kind of knows he's going to have. So I know I'm convoluted here and connecting a few dots behind the curtain, but that's probably what it tells me is that they'll have a new quarterback as well. Right. Okay. So the new quarterback that everybody thinks they'll get comes from a, a system where, okay, it's we've seen it in Arizona, right? It, it's an air raid system. Do you hire an air raid coach to go with the air raid quarterback? I don't. That wouldn't be my preference. But I do think a different system, slightly tweaked, might be good enough. Um, we see that around the NFL quite often. I don't know that the air raid, and this is me from uh, 30,000 feet, I don't know if it gives the quarterback enough answers to where every down when an adjustment is made by the defense, you have something you can go to. That's where I see it fall short a little bit. Now, I may be out over my skis, but that's just my vision of what I would want my offense to be. I think Kyler Murray in Arizona, you bring them up, has had his – world tweaked a little bit to where that offense seems to give him a little more flexibility and some more answers. And that's really all about playing quarterback is, Doug. It's about having answers. And the more answers the system gives you, the better you chance have a chance to succeed. Um, 
Nick Sirianni's Philadelphia Eagles have fallen apart. And one of the things that I have a a belief of, and I could be wrong, is it's really hard if you lose the locker room to get it back. I don't know if he's lost the locker room. I I truthfully don't know. But that team looks completely different in terms of overall confidence, belief, connectivity than you saw earlier in the year. Do you think he can get it back in Philadelphia? I think it's going to take an off-season of retooling. I don't think he's lost the locker room, so I wouldn't go that far. Um, I think he is a good communicator who wears his heart on his sleeve, and I think players appreciate that. I think he deals with them very straightforward, and that's a plus. When you don't do those things is when you might lose some people in the locker room. He, he doesn't have that problem. I think he's got a little bit of chaos on both sides of the ball because he lost coordinators this offseason, and this defense has been leaking oil since the start of the season. They signed two veteran inside linebackers at the end of camp this year, which should have been a, uh, an alarm that went off for the rest of us to say, hey, they're not happy with what they've got. They changed coordinators 10 weeks in on defense, and from then on it's been even more chaos. They struggle to get lined up. They're playing players that really aren't NFL players because of injuries. And the design has got their people out of whack and not using the the strengths and skill set that some of them were brought there to do. So let's just focus on the defense. That will have to be re-examined and uh, a, a roster retooling per se. The offense, the quarterback, to me, just hasn't been healthy. And I think it's evidence this week that the finger now is bothering him. I think you have years like this, Doug, where things just don't go right, and it is a mess. And I don't think it's a a fatal flaw of Nick Sirianni's. I just think this is the life and times in the NFL. You've got to be able to fix things and deal with it, and some years it just aren't fixable. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of of Randy Mueller. Um, uh, Okay, Randy, help me out with – the um, with some of these other jobs, like what do you do in Carolina, where you have a quarterback who uh, a lot of people think won't work? You have an owner that wants to win, and you got an open GM and head coaching job. Yeah, that's a hard one. If I was if I was ranking them, that would not be my preference for all the reasons you gave. That's for sure. Um, the quarterback is probably better than he played this year, but he's still. Five foot ten, 185 pounds, which is problematic at NFL levels. Um, the owner, I'm not sure, really can assess what's going on and what's wrong, and that's a problem because I don't see uh, a lot of listening going on there. I hear a lot of talking, but I feel bad for the players in the locker room because they're kind of being led in a in a whirlpool right now. They don't know what to believe. They don't know what they have coming down the pike. Um, I, I wish that the owner would hire a GM that he'll listen to and that he'll learn the game from instead of worrying about what plays we call and and that kind of detail. We're not ready for that yet. I think they've got to build a culture there that's a bit of a struggle right now. So, yeah, I don't know what to tell the people in Carolina. That's a hard one for me. Yeah, it is. Um, Okay, you have obviously been with the Miami Dolphins. You've you've led that organization. I mean, how do you – What's the likelihood they're competitive in that freezing cold in Kansas City? Not just because of the cold, but yeah. because they're so banged up and because of some of the exposures, some of their flaws here late in the season. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I, I'm less concerned about the cold because the Chiefs are going to be in it as well. But I am very concerned about the 
the accumulated injuries they've had, and it's just been one after another. That's hard. At some point, the talent discrepancy doesn't give you a chance, and this may be where they are right now. The Colts, to me, they proved they could handle it last year. They went to Buffalo in the playoffs with a third-string quarterback and hung in there till the end in a cold, you know, wintry New York day. So I think that's going to be a problem for both teams. But I just don't know if their talent can hold up at this point. And I know the Chiefs aren't hitting on all cylinders, but it just may be too much of a talent gap to overcome. I love the coach in in Miami. I think he'll do everything he can. The one ace that he has in his back pocket is if they can find a way to run the ball, which they've done at times this year, if they can do that, they might have a chance. Yeah, and of course, you know, their star running back, uh, Raheem Mostert didn't even play last week, so he should be sharp. He should be fresh. He should be ready, and obviously have a very, very good uh, couple of play callers here on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Buffalo Bills, are you buying the new Bills in their uh, in their desire to get to the Super Bowl? I am. I think they, for me, have always been a little bit of a wild card in that I wouldn't want to play them, and they've played well the last six weeks now. Um, I think of all the quarterbacks uh, in the league, I probably would pay to watch Josh Allen more than any of them just because of what he brings to the table. I think he can carry a team, and he may have to. And because of that, we may have to live with some crazy what-the-heck-is-he-doing moments. But I do buy the Bills. I think they have a chance to uh, compete against Baltimore in the championship. Um, and those are the two best teams in the AFC for me. Okay, what about the NFC? Can anybody beat the Niners? Well, we saw the Ravens do it a few weeks ago. Um, I'm, I'm concerned a little bit if they play Dallas again, but they've already beaten them. The problem is these rematches, I always favor the team that got worked over the first time because they know what won't work. They're willing to make some adjustments. The team that won has some, some things that they might try to do again. I just think they have less likely of a plan that's unpredictable the second time around. So I think the Dallas 49ers uh, matchup has some intrigue. Um, I'm not sure we'd get a giant different result, but I think they have the best chance to unseat the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's, that's that's the only team that you could – I just – I can't see yeah. it. I can't see it any anywhere else. Um, Pete Carroll loses his job in Seattle. Was it time? Yeah, I don't know about time. It, it it didn't surprise me. I just feel like, and I'm sure the ownership there kind of felt the same way, it's hard to build an NFL team going from year to year, right? And when you have a 72-year-old coach, and we're all going to get there, and Pete's very good still and sharp at what he does, um, the vision needs to be longer than one year to make roster decisions. And they have made a lot of decisions, in my opinion, based on the short-term effect. And it just got them to 500. And I think they've become accustomed to being better than that. So um, I think probably shelf life expires at some point for all of us. That happened. But their vision needed to be longer than what Pete could give them right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, we started the year thinking, well, this is the last year of Kyler Murray in Arizona. They're going to be bad. They're going to draft. And now Kyler Murray's fully, fully entrenched. Like of all the stories in, in the NFL, that one goes under the radar and how it's different than we thought it would, the outcome would be. Well, that's the one area that, that 
I think I trust the GM and the coach in Arizona that they had to sort out. No matter their record, no matter anything else, they needed to find are Kyler's intangibles good enough for us to succeed with. And I trust that they have found that out. They'll know better than us. We can't judge that on the outside. We still see some occasional negative body language and some of the things that might not be warranted for a starting quarterback in the NFL. But I think he's passed a lot of the tests on the field for me. It's the intangibles that I think they're comfortable with, and that's why they've kind of named him their guy going forward. But you're right. I wouldn't have bet on that when the season starts. You and me both. Randy Mueller, former NFL Executive of the Year, was the general manager of the Saints and the Dolphins. Check out the GM podcast with The Athletic. Randy, enjoy the weekend. Thanks so much for joining us. Take care, Doug. Thank you. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.